You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Bring it up, Jake. Let's talk some live markets for the Open Championship over at Tweedy and Elegant. Uh, Royal Liverpool, a little uh, immaculate grid, some dynasty um, NFL grid as well. We'll get to eight buckets in a second here, but I do want to mention this because it's a huge story right now in the world of sports. Maybe there's a slight betting implication as it concerns like game one of the season this year. Um, The Washington Commanders have officially been sold from Dan Snyder to Josh Harris and the Josh Harris group, which, which includes Magic Johnson, among others. But Josh Harris, who also owns the Philadelphia 76ers, now takes over as the owner of the Washington Commanders. And, you know, I grew up a Giants fan. I hated the then Redskins at the time. But as you kind of get out of fandom, you, you feel for these people, right? You feel for longtime Commanders fans, like, like uh, sports fans in that area, because this absolute moron and jerk has been running the team into the ground for the better part of the last 20-plus years. So Josh Harris takes over now as owner of the Washington Commanders. Now, an owner coming in, maybe this will pay dividends Like as, as time goes on because reports are coming out. Jay Gruden, uh, John's brother, former Washington coach when they were the Redskins, coming out literally today and saying that Dan Snyder would never watch film but would make the draft picks and like say this is the free agent we're signing. So Snyder actually probably like actually – had a lot to do with like the team being bad on the field for so long. So now Josh Harris comes in. So maybe that manifests itself, Ken, over the course of time. But you would imagine that week one, Sunday, September 10th, when the commanders host the terrible Arizona Cardinals, likely to be starting Colt McCoy in place of the injured Kyler Murray, even with Sam Howell as quarterback, Washington's a six-point favorite in that game. And obviously that has a lot to do with how bad Arizona is expected to be. You would think, Ken, and I don't know if it's in this market. We'll talk about it more as we move closer. It's hard to imagine like a bigger home field advantage that a team might have than Washington will have in that opening game. That will probably be a cathartic experience, at least before the game starts. Then we'll see what happens, right? Those fans are going to be lubed up. They're going to be insane. Sunday, September 10th, Commanders hosting Ken, the Arizona Cardinals. 
Yeah, I mean, it's obviously like a franchise with a ton of history and like tradition and a lot of people that live in you know, like the DMV area are, are still really, really into it. And, you know, I know some kind of, probably some disagreement among like longtime Washington fans like Van Pelt always argues with people on Twitter about like, like are people just out on the team? How in are people now that they've been sold? Like, is this a big deal and people are just going to show up? I know when the sale was announced... There was a story written when the sale was announced that like all of the luxury box sales like sold out for the year, like right after that happened or something. So there was some kind of like financial impact. Now, look, is <laughs> is the selling of the commanders a reason to bet their win total over? And I like them to go over the number, but it is not because the it's not because like a direct correlation to the team getting sold. I do just think like. All right, maybe if the I say I basically I think when I gave the analysis before I go, maybe it's just a nice bonus. Like maybe the crowd's a little more into it. Maybe the home field advantage is a little bit better. I like them for reasons if even if Dan Snyder owned the team, I would like the over this year. But maybe it's like a nice little bonus, like a couple extra things that um that make the home field advantage a little bit better. Maybe a little bit higher attendance would be great. Um but yeah, just it it will be the most interesting aspect of this is gonna be okay, like in the next five years, can it just be and it doesn't even have to that they have to be good. Just like, are they now competent in the same way the other franchises are <laughs> in terms of like, you hear that I read the same Jay Gruden story that you read, like you hear like, oh, yeah, Dan Snyder would make the draft picks and like didn't know anybody. Well, it's like, well, okay, that really has a bad impact on on whether you can win or not. Like the roster is being built by someone who has no idea what they're doing. That's a that's a bad thing. So that'll kind of un, unwind. That'll undo itself. And so then the, the franchise just becomes normal again doesn't have to be good just normal so i agree with you that that's the longer term implication or like the actual on-field impact but yeah for this year i like them to go over their number for a bunch of reasons um and it just hey it's a it's a nice bonus it's a nice little extra cherry on top if you know this uh the goodwill and morale that's around the selling of the team helps the home field advantage in some way great maybe it's worth a tiny 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 bit yeah, and like, and, and and not to disparage someone who like just recently lost his life in a tragic accident, like Dwayne Haskins, former Ohio State quarterback, like Dan, like Dan Snyder came in and made that pick, and like it doesn't mean that that Haskins like didn't have to be good or whatever, just that right. he just comes in and just would make draft picks and would sign free agents. Like I I I used to work with Bill Polian, uh, the longtime Colts and Bills GM, who told stories told stories on the radio about Jim Irsay, and Irsay would get involved sometimes, but he would always do the work. And there was a level of respect there, even if, like, the owner never played or coached, that at least they're sitting in on film meetings, right, to try and figure out, like, what's going on. and not just trying to dictate what the football – hashtag football people should try and do. So I think a good day for the Washington Commanders uh, franchise. What, what do you think Scott Hansen would say? Like, dun-dun-dun-dun-dun, week one. <laughs> uh, like, like, a new day dawns in Washington. Like, you know, new owners – because, like – this is something sometimes there are off the field stories where it's like, you know, is Scott Hansen going to reference to Sean Watson as like part of his open and be like, oh, maybe not. But this is one where like the league's going to be like, yeah, reference this. Yeah. Like yeah. new ownership. Awesome. <laughs> Great. <laughs> like sell the bleep out of this. Uh, this is a really good thing. <laughs> Tyler, it's Dan Snyder's topless in the chat. Well, I don't think Dan Snyder's going to get referenced, but just, uh, yeah, I think like new, I, there's no way that game moves into the opening, though. It's the worst game. That's a, that's our pick for game that will have betting implication that you won't see on Red Zone because they'll be showing you warm up shots of the four o'clock games. So like, is, I, don't, you, I don't think this story. I'll bet you it you, gets mentioned in the top. I'll bet you it gets maybe mentioned. Maybe the last one. one of the, I, it will definitely get mentioned because the fan because like that it's going to be a scene and it's going to get played yeah. up that it's going to be a scene. Well, they'll definitely show it. Like, it'll be, I mean, they'll cut into games. They'll cut into this game more in the first 10 minutes now as a result. Maybe, like, 
is that the opening kickoff that they show? Oh, and like the, t- like like the, the first crowd one going insane. Yeah, that might maybe that's the answer, right? Um, but I don't. I, yeah, maybe it gets into the tease, like the opening for the maybe it's the last game. We did the games already, but I it's we said Cleveland Cincinnati was very likely to be the first game, right? Is that what we yes, said? Yes, I think I I think out of like the one o'clock slate, I think that one's right. probably the most likely. Yes, Eagles Patriots is yeah. is Eagles Patriots a one or a four? Eagles Patriots is a four o'clock. Right. So, like, the team that won the Super Bowl and the team that they beat are both not eligible for 1 o'clock. Like, the Chiefs play the opening Thursday night and the Eagles play at 4 o'clock. So they can't, both of them can't be in the open. So it's got to either be, like, giant off-field story or, like, other really good team or good game. I I don't know if you knew this, but some Uh of the announcer assignments for week one are already out. No, they're not. How is that possible? Oh, they are. Actually, only, only for one game. Greg Gumble will be on the call of the Broncos and Raiders at 425 p.m. Eastern time in week one. Set your watch to that one. <laughs> All right. You better you bet with Nick and Ken. Uh, there's no chance we're finished. We're doing three teams today, right? Honestly, I don't care yeah, we if we should do, do any teams today. I think we should, I think we should do one. Okay, you we want me to pick Jets. one or do you have one that you want I to think- do? The Chiefs are the least interesting. Like, guess what? Like, they're going to be amazing. What? Yeah. What? Do we even need to do that? I mean, realistically. The Chiefs, I think we're probably good on. But, like, I think the Jets and the Panthers are both very interesting. Yeah. Okay. Which, is there one that's more interesting today? Do you want to do, what if we do Panthers today, and then by the time we get to me coming back from vacation, (laughs) well, by the time we get to me coming back from vacation, that's hard knocks. Oh, Yeah. So we do the Jets around Hard Knocks debut, which I think is that right, week so that we're both back together. I think it's that Wednesday. Love it. All right. So uh, let's do the uh, – so, Jake, let's drop the uh, the Eight Buckets music, please. And let's mm. do the Carolina Panthers here. Alex, you can find their uh, their information, please, at BetMGM. Carolina Panthers, obviously, trading up to the first overall pick in the draft to select Alabama quarterback Bryce Young. So Bryce Young, new quarterback. Andy Dalton serving as the mentor. Frank Reich, the new head coach, Thomas Brown, the offensive coordinator from the Sean McVay tree, Ajiro Averro coming over from the Denver Broncos as a defensive coordinator. This is me filibustering, waiting for the Panthers market information to be put on the screen. I don't know if we have it. Oh, we got it. Panthers win total seven and a half, juiced over. Minus 125 under plus 105 to make the playoffs. Yes, plus 165. No, minus 200. Obviously, the Saints favored to win the NFC South, but I don't think they're going to stink. Uh, or not stink, but at least maybe at least not go over their win total or win the division. So let's start, Ken, our analysis here of Carolina and their schedule this year. With a likely loss, right? They are currently plus three on the road at Atlanta. The Falcons, a three-point home favor coming up Sunday, September 10th in week one. And that'll be such an interesting game, too. So just like the in-game dynamic, obviously like Desmond Ritter, a lot of uh, speculation about what, what his performance is going to be this year. Some people really like the Falcons and that's going to be spurred by him being really good. If he's bad, they're going to go under their number. Uh, you also have a, a rookie quarterback on the road in a pretty loud environment like Mercedes Benz. Like, I don't think it's, you know, a top five home field advantage, but like, so it, the, the actually, and I just thought of this too, this is going to be referenced a lot. How many games do you think Bryce Young has played in that stadium? Like the, and, and the also, openers that the openers that Alabama has played, uh, the SEC championship game and the playoff, I think, was there maybe maybe when when they made it. Like he's at, he's at least played what a if, handful of games. What if, in that when they play, and what about when he beat when he, when they beat the stuffing out of the guy he's facing on the other team? 
Oh, was that that was in Atlanta too? I, I'm not sure, but maybe. But I mean, Bryce Young has faced Desmond Ritter already in New Orleans and college. Yeah. But but I think I, my guess is he has played multiple games in that building already from being at Alabama because they play in that game like it's the kickoff game. A lot of years Alabama's been in that game. Now it's not like Bryce Young was there forever, but I would bet he's been in that building like a few times, which is kind of interesting. Can I? I just you know. I, I like what we've been doing re like this week because we're close enough to week one now where like I'm starting to have like pretty strong opinions on some of these games. Are we certain that the right number in this game is three? And and you mean that in what direction? Because I think you can make an argument for both. I, I think the right number in the game is two and a half. I think I'm going to bet Carolina oh, okay. plus three. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, this is a very lazy statement, but like a, you know, rookie quarterback on the road in week one, like probably is not going to get a lot of credit in the market, just realistically, it's probably not going to happen. And I think people look at, you know, you referenced the Carolina trader for the number one pick, and obviously you know this, like had to give up DJ Moore to Chicago to do that. You've said on the show a couple of times, the skill position group, not ideal, right? Like who's really the one? Like who is who is the one for like is Terrace Marshall the one who's the one? No, oh, so they signed DJ Chark, they signed Adam Thielen, who's like a corpse at this point. But the guy that I think they're Wait, hoping, Chark? Um, the guy I think they want to be the number one is Jonathan Mingo, the second round rookie that they that okay. they selected. Who went to Ole Miss? Is that where he went? Yes. Where did yep. he go? All right, Ole Miss. So, but I mean, okay, rookie quarterback and second round pick, number one wide receiver option, like at team that just like spent a bunch of money. And, you know, ideally is developing a quarterback in his second year that's going to be pretty good. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I think there are people that are like, how can it even be three? Like, it should be more given the, the those factors that are involved. Yet a, a stable offseason for Atlanta. Quarterbacks the same, coaches the same, coordinators the same. Like, spent a bunch of money. Like, that feels like step forward. Whereas Carolina feels like a reset, even if all the people involved. Like, man, if Bryce Young's good, it's like... I know, like, Frank Reich, the end of Indianapolis was not not ideal, but, like, Frank Reich won a bunch of games. Bryce Young's the number one overall pick with, like, a big pedigree. Uh, and the two coordinators might be really good. Like, it's a guy from the Shanahan tree to run the offense, and it's a guy who coached, like, coordinated probably the defense that by a mile outperformed expectations the most last year, who you talked about. Like, I didn't even know this guy's name, and you brought him up last year all the time. Like, this guy might get brought up for head coaching vacancies like this is a coordinator Giro Avero right is his name I think they call him Avero right. on the podcast that I heard but like whatever and I'm, like this they're probably this, right just 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 to be clear okay. but, I'm I, but the wrong. point is like however however you pronounce his last name Avero Evero like I think they were like second in DVOA on defense maybe going into the last week and again like De like Denver, Denver co coached by Nathaniel Hackett like produced this defense who do you think did that this guy now he's in charge of Carolina's defense that's kind of, that's you could be optimistic there, I think. So I just, I know Connor came on and he was like, I don't really like Carolina. Like, I'm really down on them. I'm not up on them. Like, I don't love them. But you can see how the pieces arranged here. Like, competent head coach who's made the playoffs. Number one pick with a huge pedigree. Two potentially really good coordinator. Like, that can be good. Why, against this division? Why can't that be good? Is money line one or two words? Uh, one, the way it's written, I think. I've got two words for you. No oh boy. Panthers money line. If he if he pops call money line mingo. Oh I mean, that's pretty good, right? Yeah. Catches mingo the winning line? touchdown. Come on in week yeah. two, call money line mingo. Yeah. I drafted him in the Scott Fishbowl. My my wide no. receiver five. I, I think, I think they one. have the chance to be pretty good. 
Well, so what, what's pretty good? Like nine and eight? Yeah, like or eight and nine, nine and eight. They're in the sure. in the hunt graphic week fifteen. Yeah. Dun 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 dun. dun, dun. Well, this Carolina. game probably not in there. In Atlanta. Yeah, what is even the, it's the, well actually it's the number one pick. They'll probably want to sell that. Ritter me this. <laughs> Ritter me this. Get a number one pick. Get a get a road win in his first career start. In in Atlanta. In Atlanta. All right. On the other side, we'll go through the Carolina Panthers schedule. Is this team going to exceed expectations this year? What does the betting market tell us about Bryce Young, Frank Reich, and company? We will wrap up our number three, talking Carolina Panthers schedule over or under on the win total. Coming up next, Nick and Ken on the BetQL Network.